Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Making a Mark Wrestling Podcast. Continuing once again with the AEW inaugural tag team tournament, this episode we're watching a match between the Lucha Bros and Jurassic Express, but with Jurassic Express been the combination of Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt since um, Luchasaurus had a knee injury and couldn't compete. So, Laura, your star rating please. Um, oh, I'm so torn because I just love the characterization of these people and I just want to give it a high rating just because I liked them. But then I'm like, I don't, I don't think I enjoyed the actual match. I don't, I don't know. It just sounds really lame. First of all, it was very short. Like even for me, like I don't like when they go crazy long. Even I was like, wait, okay, we're done now. That was fast. So I felt like it was a bit short, a bit rushed. And there just was a lot of, I I think overall, tag team wrestling, I'm getting the sense it's harder for me to enjoy just because of the inconsistency with the the rules, I guess. I'm trying to win who's tagged in versus who can still wrestle and who can be doing things. It just bugs me because I just, I want clear cut rules. And it felt like most of the time, even the commentators would mention like, oh, and a clean tag out from so-and-so. But then the other person is still as both of the people from the opposite tag team wrestling against him. I'm like, why does he have to care about a clean tag out when the other people haven't bothered tagging it? Yeah, and, and, and as we've discussed before, though, this is something that a lot of people said about AEW early on was that their tag matches were just pure chaos with both people in all the time. And it is something that's gotten a lot, lot, lot better. Like modern AEW tag matches... It's almost always just, you know, two people in the ring, one from each team. And then when they do the initial tag, they get 10 seconds in the ring, you know, where they can have both people in the ring. Yeah. And then the other person gets out. And, like, maybe towards, like, the very end of the match, there'll be a bit where sort of all four people are in. But it's a lot more limited and restricted. Like, they actually do them much more structured now. Because it also just didn't even feel balanced. It felt like the Lucha Brothers had two of them in most of the match whereas Jurassic Express were actually for the most part tagging in and out but then all of Marco's big moves because he is the smaller one required Jungle Boy to like pick him up or throw him or assist him in some way so it's also like well are you really tagged out if you're still there because he needs you to pull off a lot of the big so I don't know so I say I'll give I'd give the match two out of five stars because I like the the characters and gimmicks of the wrestlers and there were some fun moments and some like good flashing moments but overall the just completely all over the place nature of the tagging and who was in really annoyed me and then it felt so short it felt like i was like oh okay well it's over now so to give you an idea of what people online thought about this match it was very divisive like, for one, Marco Stunt is just a very divisive wrestler in the first place because he's so small. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't believe him. Like, they think it's a, like he's a joke and that he's way too small to be believable and stuff like that. But a lot of other people believe they made the best of a bad situation. Because, like, Luchasaurus got injured, like, the day before this match. So they had, like, a day to, like, swap in Marco and plan a whole match and everything, right? And the thing about it is, although Marco's really small and not believable, right, 
they they played into that. Like you say, any time he actually got offense in that worked, it was with the help of, like, Jungle Boy. Basically, any time he tried to do offense on his own, the Lucha Bros would just no-sell it. They'd just be like, are you kidding me? Are you serious yeah. right now? Because I do think, like, it could work even when you're small. I just realized this analogy I'm about to make, even this small person is still substantially probably just bulkier and also was an Olympic wrestler. But just the other day, because my boyfriend was visiting and we were staying at my mom's house who actually i realized has the television channels that wwe like you can watch it on so we watched whatever happens on friday on a recent friday and they had a wrestler called shorty g there he was much smaller than the guy he was wrestling and he didn't look like a joke like and and it's also it's not just the wrestling though it's even like the fact i was rooting for jurassic express for at the beginning early on and we'll go over like why we do breakdown but then the moment marco started flossing i was like and you're a 12 year old playing Fortnite. i i don't care anymore lost all respect it was things like that it wasn't his wrestling for me that made him unbelievable it's like you already know people think this of you and you know people are doubting your legitimacy and you're gonna do things like this it just seems like a really bad choice and just plays into all the negative things you the fans are thinking but not in a good way not as in a we're going to really make a big comedic stunt out of this. It felt like they haven't committed. They haven't made a decision with what they want to do with him. I love how the crowd booed him when he flossed. Good, as they should. Uh, but the thing about Marco is there's a lot of small wrestlers, right? For example, Jungle Boy and Phoenix, who are in this match, are generally considered small wrestlers by wrestling standards, right? But, like, Marco makes even them look big. Like... He to literally looked numbers, like a child. He, like, to, one of my notes is he looks like one of the audience members got jumped into the ring and was just like, hey, I could I could wrestle. Like, he didn't look like one of them. To give you numbers on why this guy gets the small person, not been believable complaints a lot more than, say, someone like Phoenix or Jungle Boy, Marco's stunt is 5'2 and 120 pounds. He weighs the same as my dog. He weighs less than me. Like, I'm pretty sure my dog could be a more believable candidate. (laughs) I have more height and body mass than him. Oh my god. So that's why he gets that complaint more than other people. You know what I mean? Which is is fair, but then I'm like, don't play into it. Or then I guess, I don't know. It's like they clearly were doing stuff to play into that. Like you said, all his big moves came with Jungle Boy's help. But it doesn't feel like... I, I still feel like they haven't fully committed. It's like they're still trying or they want a chance for him to be a believable, like a serious wrestler in their roster. But I don't know. It just he, he just felt really weird, like a character. And I at the and I liked it. I was down for it. And I was rooting for him up until the flossing happened. Um so the thing is, like, one thing that this tag team of Jurassic Express gets a lot of sort of criticism for and AEW gets criticism for is originally it was Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, right? And there's this boy whose whole gimmick is that he grew up in a jungle, Tarzan style, and he's matched with a dinosaur. Like, it's perfect, right? Like, they've got a gimmick (laughs) there. Like, their original tag team name before they got named Jurassic Express was A Boy and His Dinosaur, you know? Oh my god, that's amazing. (laughs) It was perfect. It like, sounds it was like a such Disney a, movie. I know, right? Like, it was such a natural pairing. And then AEW randomly stuck Marco's stunt with them. And there's two problems with that. One, 
Marco doesn't fit their gimmick at all. He's literally just like a kid who's accompanying them. Well, so no at reason. first, I thought he kind of fit the aesthetic just because not without Luchasaurus there, he and Jungle Boy have the same hair and like similar. Yeah, but you know what I mean? So. He, he don't fit this whole jungle dinosaur sort of gimmick at all. He's wearing like modern clothes and, you know, looks modern, you know, in every way. Yep. And then second of all is the whole gimmick of Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy is that Luchasaurus is fucking huge and Jungle Boy is small, you know, so there's that contrast. So then when you add Marco's stunt in, it make it means Jungle Boy's no longer the small one. Yeah. Like it like the comparison the best way to explain it I've ever heard is th- they put a hat on a hat. <laughs> you know? They like they had this great hat and then they thought, oh well we can make it better if we put a second hat on top of it. But that's not how hats work, you know? Like <laughs> You can't make a hat better by putting a second hat on top of it. Yep. And that's that's what they've done with this tag team. Like They had this absolutely amazing duo with a great gimmick, great look, great style and everything. And then just like, let's just stick Marco Stunt with them. So I have no problem with like Marco Stunt because I, I hate this like too small thing. Because I think he can make it work, as this match showed, by like making him a small unbelievable person you know like whenever he does offense he needs someone to help him do it when he tries to offense on his own it gets no sold and the enemy team can just fucking ragdoll him and throw him around and beat the shit out of him because he's tiny you know like you can make it work there's a place for small people like that as long as you actually you know don't try make them be seen as equals you know but i just don't think he fits with jurassic express at all his gimmick, like his gimmick, literally just don't match their gimmick at all, like in any way. Yeah, and like I said, I'm also not immediately the person who would write out, "Oh, you're small," so I don't like you or believe you as a wrestler. Because like people love underdogs, like I'm down to cheer for you and hope you win, but just not when it's done like this. It just felt meh, felt weird, didn't like, you know. <laughs> Shall we start going over notes? Yes. And I will say, I anyone who doesn't know, I'm super, super into the Jurassic Park franchise. And like also, when I was a kid, I was really into dinosaurs for a while. So was my brother. So I was already down for the, the gimmick of the theme of Jurassic Express. But then when they opened, showing the water glass and like the ripples, the stopping like homage to the movie, I was like, yes here for this and i was so ready to cheer for that and they just made it so hard it's such a shame about. that you didn't get to actually see luchasaurus i know he sounds like he would have been lit and it would have been we're gonna a completely have to. different match we're gonna have to at some point show you luchasaurus of course we're just gonna have to exactly the other thing i was like okay well they're jurassic express but i was like i don't like if you didn't tell me that just when they came out i i would have had no inkling as to what they're thinking. like you just showed them like pictures of them i don't know like i'm not gonna lie they remind me more of like the theme i'm just like can we call them like the jimbo brothers jimbo's and like the streamer in our level select community because their hair reminds me of his hair like that's all i got they didn't have anything that seemed like dinosaur i'm not expecting them i want them to come out in like a t-rex onesie or anything you know but like maybe like even if their leggings had like scales on it or something or if they had it's just like some maybe even like those like arm 
bands like things that had like that leathery like dinosaur skin texture or something i don't know i just didn't like get I say, any when, of it when it when it's jungle boy the normal tag, tag team for them by the way is when they do three man it's the three of them and then when they do two man it's normally jungle boy and luchasaurus right yeah and when jungle boy and luchasaurus come out you can tell what their gimmick is because jungle boy looks like tarzan with his like long curly hair and then yeah. just some like brown pants and some furry boots right okay yeah. and then luchasaurus looks like a dinosaur yeah so so like they they look it's so clear what they're going for it's just then marcus stunt comes out wearing like a leather jacket and and an oversized pants. t-shirt that makes him look even smaller because yeah, his shirt like, doesn't fit <laughs> and it's like like where does he if they're gonna put him with them at least make him actually like do the gimmick you know like make yeah. him look like fucking bam bam from the flintstones or something yeah like do something like i don't know it just seemed like a wasted opportunity and especially after like the water glass intro and i was so ready because i just like jurassic park is just such a beloved thing of mine so i was that was a letdown and then the lucha brothers come out and look terrifying so I was like, gee, I wonder who's going to win. I said, maybe there's a chance because they also, I thought Marco and Jungle Boy, they look really young. Are they? Are they like pretty young wrestlers? Yeah, or they're not? hella young. Okay, hella that's what I thought. Young. So I was like, maybe is this a chance for them to put these like younger, fresh faces over because Lucha Brothers are such a name and intimidating. And I was like holding out hope that maybe they could win and it's like that chance for that to happen but then i was like now nah, there's no way in hell the more i thought about it because like you said originally it was going to be luchasaurus so clearly this is a put last minute put together match and also just like i said i, I lost all ability to take marco seriously early on and i was like nope all right i don't think it's gonna happen and then i also thought for a while i was like maybe because whenever marco was in the ring he was just getting if he wasn't doing assisted moves with jungle boy he was just getting wailed on but i meant he's taking most of the abuse and then jungle boy came in relatively fresh and could pull off some stuff so it's like maybe they'll do that and lucha so the lucha brothers will be dominating the whole time and just like wrecking him but then marco will spend so long just taking it and taking it and then they'll get like cocky or tired and then he'll tag in jungle boy and he'll do a quick sneaky surprise finish them and they'll win but clearly that didn't happen do you know one thing, you know <laughs> you know I said like with this match they really made the best out of bad situation because yeah. they planned it to have Luchasaurus in but then like he got injured literally the day before. And and we are sure it was an unplanned like this isn't part of their narrative. No, no, it was a legit. It was a legitimate injury. injury. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He okay. was out for months with it. Okay, okay. Cuz yeah, but then I guess once it finished, I was like, you know what? Realistically, there's probably no way they would have won because I feel like just the crowd wouldn't have bought Because there's a time where you can do the underdog win and putting over new people. But I, this matchup, the more I watch, I'm like, this just doesn't seem like the match. This is the match where the, the favorite is going to win for obvious but, reasons. But like, this is this is what I was going to say is that it, when I say they made the best out of that situation, one aspect of that was that they knew, they'll, they'll have planned their bracket way in advance, right? So they'll have planned for like Jurassic Express to lose this match to the Lucha Bros, right? Yeah. But the thing is, they want to protect Jurassic Express because Luchasaurus is the, like one of the most over wrestlers on the entire roster because he's a fucking dinosaur and who doesn't love dinosaurs? And he's also huge. So you don't want him to eat the pin because you don't want him to look like shit, right? And then Jungle Boy... Although he's not quite there yet, like, he's one of the brightest stars they have for the future. Because he's super young, hyper-athletic, has a great look, 
You know, I was I gonna mean, say like because like, he he looked good. All the wrestling he did, like the moves looked clean. He he does them really like fast and really like like I liked whenever he was in the ring. I liked it. it was just when Marco was doing things, I was like, go away. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like he's super super young, so he's someone they want to protect and build for the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because he is. Let me find out for you how old he is because he's hella young. Uh, he was born in 1997, however old that makes him. So he's 22, because that's five years younger than me. Yeah, so he's 22. He's got such a he's bright a future he's... ahead of him, right? <laughs> so, if it hadn't been those two, it's really tough to decide who you want to eat the pin. Because you want to protect both of them. One to build for the future, and one to make the most out of however they are now, you know? But with Luchasaurus not been in the match, and Easy. putting Marco stunt yeah. in as well... You've got someone to eat the pin while still protecting the other two. Yeah. So it actually worked out, like, really fucking well. It works out for everyone but Marco. (laughs) Pretty much. But let's be honest, Marco's never going to... Like, he has a place, but he's never going to be a big star. He's always going to be just, like, a sort of jobber, basically. you You got to wonder why or how... Not why, but how, I guess, people like that... Because I feel like, given this could just be my very casual observer and misconceptions like who who has a skinny or below average because it's not even like he's average height and small for wrestler he is below average uh, for like the average male height in general like you gotta wonder who does that and it's like you know what i still want to do be in like big league like television wrestling it's just like how many of the people i wonder how many people told him are you sure like his whole life yeah like... he'll have been doubted his entire <laughs> like... time like right all the way from when he first said that he wanted to be a wrestler all the way through wrestling school and all the way through wrestling he'll have been doubted his entire life you know yep yep so you gotta wonder like props and you to... know what guys he must be he must be a guy with like great perseverance and determination so like props for that so yeah you know what right to all the marco haters out there the people who say he's too small and not believable and want him to fail guess what he gets paid a full-time wage to wrestle on national television. So, suck it. <laughs> and you're like, me saying this isn't me being like, I don't think he belongs there. It's just clearly, I'm not quite buying into Oh, yeah, thing but there yet, are a lot of people but... who genuinely despise Marco Stunt out there. Like, yeah. genuinely. Yeah, I don't. I have nothing against him. I'm just not. He's not going to be the person I cheer for in any of these matches, you know? Probably. There was a chance, and then he lost it. With the floss. All it takes. All it takes I to know, lose, I know. lose I hate my the affection. Flossing as well. <laughs> even, I hate the flossing as well. And that's not just wrestling. Like, I I joke about it even with James. Every time he, like, flosses or dabs the background, I'm like, do that one more time. We're breaking up. I swear to God. Like, can't stand it. Can't stand it. Um, I have my next quote. I have a direct quote from the commentators. This is an opportunity to beat up two smaller men. Quote from the commentators about Lucha Brothers to Jurassic Express, I was like, and this quote is the exact, it kind of just gave me a, like, a moment in my head of, this is the exact kind of things my parents assumed was all the commentators were saying and what wrestling is. It's like, oh, it's just people, like, beating the crap out of each other and, like, for gratuitous, like, violent men. I don't know, just something about the quote just felt really, it just gave me, I could hear my parents' voices in my head when they said it, and I wasn't a fan. Because it's like, it shouldn't just be an opportunity to beat up people smaller than you. It's an opportunity for... Uh, an interesting like it's, it's or, there's so many ways to word it I, rather than that we just came off very like bully i don't know david goliath but not in the good way the thing is there's also sort of an element of truth to it in how this match played out right because normally yeah. 
Pentagon and Phoenix. Like, Pentagon's pretty big. Like, he's not actually that tall, but he's built, like, you know, pretty big, so he gets away with it. But Phoenix is small himself. You know, he he's normally, in any match he's in, he's the small wrestler, right? So they don't normally get to play the big, strong, monster bully. But in this match, because Marco existed, they did. They get to they got to wrestle a style that they never get to wrestle. They got to look like absolute monsters, which is something they never ever get to do. You know what I mean? Like it gave them a chance to do something totally different to what they've like ever done before. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. Agreed. Once again, it's making <laughs> making the most of sort of a bad situation. Like they're like, oh, we're against this uh, tiny guy. They were like, oh, well, they weren't like, oh, let's just go out there and have a normal wrestling match. They're like, no, no, we've got a chance to do something unique and interesting here. Let's fucking take it, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So my next quote is literally about the this because before I got their names down and it's Marco. This Jurassic guy looks like some fan who jumped into the ring in his baggy T-shirt, standing next to this scary-looking dude. Like, again, when you know you already have a smaller guy, why would you do him the disservice of putting him in oversized clothing that make him look like a child? Why? Why would you do it? Just why? Like, he literally looks like, his his ensemble looks like the kind of things I wear around my house when I'm not leaving the house. Baggy t-shirt and some, like, leggings or yoga pants. Like, I was like, what is going on? And then I liked it, there was a, it was a female ref, and then the commentators even mentioned the ref, and apparently she's, like one of their good ones she's like, over as fuck dude yep. she the crowd look she like when she comes out and stuff the crowd chant her name they love her oh she's that's awesome so over and the thing is as well do you know how AEW portray her compared to because they portray their refs you know like we always say in wwe they're they're in the background and they don't have personalities they're just invisible AEW doesn't do that each of their refs has like personality and handles things differently like, they've got Rick Knox from PWG, and he's their, like, tag team specialist ref. He's the best at controlling tag team bouts and, you know, making sure tag teams do what they're supposed to do and stuff. They've got, um, I can't remember his name, but I've got another referee who's super, like, active and does has, like, the best facial expressions you've ever seen. So he's really good at selling, like, weird stuff or crazy stuff because he just reacts like crazy to it. And then the way they portray Aubrey Edwards is that she is the no-nonsense referee. Like, whenever heels are been heels, she don't won't just, like, tell them off from a distance or back away. She'll fucking get in their face and, you know, like, take no shit from them. Like, it's so good. See, I'm down for a ref that takes no shit from the, the heel especially nonsense. Like, that it, sounds, it, sounds, normally. it sounds awful, but especially a female ref. Like, exactly. female refs, like, you'd expect them in wrestling to be portrayed as they're the wimpy ones, they're the ones the wrestlers take advantage of and stuff, but nope, she's the badass one who don't give a shit about no wrestler. Like, Dig it. it's awesome. Dig it. So yeah, and then my note just says, oh god, no, not the floss, in capital letters. And then I said, I can already tell this is going to be a sillier match from the ridiculousness of these opening antics. This kid is being thrown around like a stuffed animal. Literally tossing Marco back and forth. Like some other, other <laughs> some other notes on the intro is one i once again i really like the um private party will like in the crowd watching the match because they're gonna face whoever wins this match so it makes sense that they'd want to you know scout the competition and be there watching it 
10 out of 10. It's a small detail, but it makes so much sense and makes such a difference. It's so logical. Uh, another thing is Pentagon has one of the best looks I've ever seen of a wrestler. Dude looks like such a fucking badass with his like skull makeup and his all black I feel outfit. like he should be a metal singer, not a wrestler. Like especially right? with the, the contacts, like the white eyes, like it's, you're creepy as heck, dude. And the fucking and, tattoos all down his arms. As yeah, well. just like, nah. Like, if wrestling ever doesn't work out, go join, like, a Kiss cover band or something. Like, I don't know. And then he does his taunt, Sierra Miedo, which means no fear in Spanish. Oh, nice. Because he's badass. Cool. <laughs> um, and then last little intro note is, you know Jungle Boy? Mm-hmm. You know one of the commentators kept calling him Jungle Boy Jack? Oh, did they? Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's his thing. Um... He is, in real life, he is Jack Perry, the son of the actor Luke Perry. Who I don't know if you'll know or not, but he's you know, oh, quite uh, yeah, famous yeah. in America. Yeah, I know who yeah. Luke Perry is. Yeah, he's Luke Perry's son. Oh. Decided well, to be a wrestler cool. instead of an actor. <laughs> I mean, you you are an actor to some degree. You are, you're yeah, a wrestler, that's true. You know, at, at least you should be. Not all of them are, and it shows. But anyway, um... Also, that was a cool assisted flippy move. The two Jurassic boys pulled on the guy in the black costume because I didn't know their names yet because it took me halfway through the match to get names to stick. Because, um, again, all of Marco's moves, it was he had an assist from Jungle Boy. Either said it would be a lift or it would be literally, like, on his shoulders or it would be he'd help him, like, climb up to a top rope so he could then do something from there, like, to get that extra height and momentum because when you don't have body mass to cause impact, you need height and momentum to do these things so they always looked pretty cool made sense the opener one though was a little weird though there's the only one i didn't fully buy into of their assisted moves the one where it was like oh the lucha brother guy did something to him to like throw him away but then rather than like have him hit the ground he ends up like throwing him onto the guy's shoulders it just looked obviously it's like there's no natural way or accidental way or coincidental way that happened and it was just very like no i don't buy that i don't buy it at all like you just gave him a move to hurt you, but one that I really you. liked is you know the like uh, assisted flippy one he does where he gets like Ma- Marco stunts like arms between his legs and like flips him so yeah. that he like spins and lands on the guy. Did you that notice that cool. Jungle Boy also does a leg drop from it? Yes. So the guy's getting hit by two people at once. I yeah, love it. yeah, that was. I think I made a note about that at some point, or if not, it was definitely noted in my head. <laughs> And then again, how come they're both allowed to be there helping out when in the same breath the commentators are talking about clean tag outs and there's only one Lucha Brother in? We've already discussed that and how AEW works on that. And again, so the inconsistency of tag team wrestling rules bother me and take away from my enjoyment of the match. And then the next the next spot that I was like, I don't buy this for a second. It looks dumb. Um, like, one of the Lucha Brothers threw jungle boy into the turnbuckle and he grabs it as a full-on like yoga assisted headstand in the turnbuckle and is holding himself there so he can then get hit in the chest it's like you're literally defying gravity you're doing like a circus cirque du soleil headstand holding us holding us up there waiting for him to hit you like no one would do that you would let yourself fall it's better than holding yourself there to take even bigger hit than fall anyway and it just looked really weird like it was very athletic and like the core strength is mind-blowing but it's stupid there's another thing like that that bugs me you know this obvious sort of setup stuff right is we didn't commentate on it in the match but you know when we watched best friends 
I'll try to describe the spot to you and see if you remember it. One of them has a spot where when he gets thrown into the corner, rather than just ending up, you know, back into the corner like most people do, he, like, flips up the corner. Like, he goes headfirst into it and, like, flips up so he lands on top of the corner and then yep. falls back down. Do you remember yep. the spot? I think so. That sounds familiar. So, the only thing I don't like, it looks awesome. It looks so cool. It makes being thrown into the corner look brutal as fuck. But, but the problem with it is... He's the only person that does it. So, like, if that was a normal bit of selling for a particularly hard throw, I'd, I'd be down for it. I'd be cool for it. But because he's the only person that does it, it's, like, makes it so obvious that it's him doing it and not his opponent just throwing him really hard. Because it doesn't happen to anyone else, you know? Exactly, yep. Yeah, it makes sense. Just dumb. Just silly. And again, those moves bug me because like, there's moves where obviously it's like there was setup involved or it's not what naturally would have happened, but it's done in a way that's either disguised or it looks cool enough or like there's ways that you, you buy into it and you suspend your disbelief. This was not one of those moments and it just looked absolutely stupid. And then my next note, and jumping ahead, the part where one of the Lucha Brothers like leaps off the top rope into the apron to like jump on, I think it was Jungle Boy. And I'm like, why have you decided to become a figure skater and do like a triple axel in midair? He just does like the, literally like tucks his arms in and like spins and does like a few rotations before landing on him. I'm like, what purpose does that serve other than making you dizzy and not sure where you're going to land? You're going to have the same momentum and the same impact jumping at him out of the air. The spins do nothing except make you, like, I, I just flashed, I just pictured him wearing ice skates and, like, a frilly skirt and being, like, a figure skater. And it was a funny image, but I didn't get it. Like, why was it necessary? Uh, do, do you remember flippy the part? Shit. Flippy shit. But it's not flippy, flippy, it's spinny shit. And it's, like, not, it, well, like, if it was a, a, a moonsault or, like, a front somersault or something, yes. Because that, that's not all the time. But this was, like, figure skater full-on like double axle in the air and i'm like that okay weird choice but you did it the actual setup into that move though is fucking insane like he jumps up onto rope jumps down lands on the middle rope on the outside <laughs> what the fuck dude like how do you have that much control over like your body and the ropes and balance like i don't even dude He's a weird. Phoenix is inhuman. Like, he doesn't really show it <laughs> off in this match because, as we discussed, he's playing the, like, monster role in this match that he never yeah. gets to play, so he didn't do much flippy stuff. But if you ever watch a match of Phoenix going full flippy, he is just ludicrous. Like, he is on another fucking level. Like, nobody does flippy shit like fucking Phoenix does flippy shit. It's absolutely mental. Well, hopefully one day that'll be a thing that we watch. I'm down. Uh, I scrolled on my notes. Here we go. And then, um, I said, oh, Marco got some air on the back kick to his knees. Like, it was just, like, kick out the back of his legs. But he did a full-on, like, somersault. And he got some height. Like, some impressive height from, like, a crouch on the ground. And I was like, you're you're a pretty aerodynamic small child, aren't you? Um, and then he did it again. Another back kick to the knees and did it, like, multiple times. And that, that was one of the things that actually probably one of the more like painful looking moments of the match to me they and were like, so loud as well yeah like that was a moment where I actually was like oh oh god like shoulders go up bit of a recoil and then, I said, and then again is this oh wait nope i'm skipping some notes we're not there yet hold on and then we had like the the ad break like the commentary was like we'll be right back for these ads and it was 
they were doing the picture in picture, so the mattress still showing, but the bigger picture was the ads. I did not realize the mattress still going. I thought they were showing like replays or highlights. And only then, when I was like kind of half paying attention, was I like, oh, wait, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, crap, they're still going. So I probably missed a bunch of stuff that happened during the ad break because I was watching the freaking ads like an idiot. So, yeah, I wanted to ask like what your opinion on the picture in picture ad breaks are, like as a non fan. Well, it's better than, because like I said, I recently was able to watch some WWE on TV just because I was staying at my mom's house and she had that. And there it just cuts to ads come back and you've just missed part of the match. And that's that. So I definitely think the picture in picture is much like more viewer friendly and a cool solution. I just maybe wish it was a little more clear. I might have just been stupid and just not realize like it probably was clear to the average person that the match is still going you can just watch that but i mean i thought it was a great idea once i caught on <laughs> yeah they're also really good uh aw they have picture and picture ads for basically all their ad breaks and they're really good at like having sort of unimportant stuff happen in it so if you want to treat it like a normal ad break you can but if you, you want to keep watching and... you can you know like for yeah. example when we when they had the ad break there it was just them beating up marco stuntmore and like nothing super unique or cool happened in it and then once the, as soon as the ad break stops is when marco got to the corner and tagged in you know that's when the action picked back up you yeah. know and like often what they'll do is they'll have a wrestler like do an ent do their entrance and then as soon as their entrance is over cut to the advert break and the rest will just spend that time going around and like interacting with fans and high-fiving them and stuff like that and yeah. then once as soon as the advert breaks over they'll do the other wrestlers intro you know what i mean like they're really clever about doing unimportant stuff in it so that if you do want to just treat it as a normal advert break you can but if you want to keep watching the match you also can do that as well you know like Nice. I'll let you say it's better to have the choice than like, of just course, miss like it's it always going to be right. Like no one's going to be like, no, I want the ad break where I can't actually. Watch the match. Yes, <laughs> yes, there are. Yes, there really? are. Why? A lot of sort of a lot of old school wrestling fans believe it's better to just have a normal advert break because they think that if they are watching the match but have no sound or crowd reactions or anything, there's no point, and they would rather just not see it. Okay. This is an argument I've heard, and I don't get it, so I wanted to see if maybe you felt that way so I could probe you, nope. but no, you're, you're a logical person, so... Yeah, I, I, that makes zero it sense It makes zero to sense me. to me either. I don't get how that could ever be preferable. Because if you want to just not watch it in the little picture and want to treat it like a... Just get up and go do something else while the advert break's on, and then come back and treat it like a normal advert break. Like, you don't have to sit there watching the picture in picture. <laughs> yeah. Dumb. Super silly. But again, there will always be dumb opinions as long as there are humans to walk the earth. So that's not a surprise. Um, and then and then once I caught on, I was like, all right, watch the match again. This was still during the ad break, I think. Um, I said, again, is this wrestling or figure skating? Cause one of the Lucha guys, like, he's doing a very nice like figure skating lift. Because he's just, he spends a good, and this is part of what you said, they're just killing time the ad break. He spends a good, like, what felt like 30 seconds to a minute just holding... I don't know why I'm lifting my arms up. None of you can see me right now. Holding Marco up above his head. And Marco's like very straight, stiff, like planking. It does look like exactly 
a specific lift that is done in figure skating all the time, but also just showcasing the combination of how much bigger he is than Marco. And, and the thing is, though, he does it with, like, one hand, and he's just casually walking around, carrying him with Holding one hand. Holding a dude, arm and fully like, outstretched, like, I know above it's his a, hand. I know it's a small dude, but he's still 54 kilograms. Like, the dude's just carrying around 50 kilograms with one hand like it's nothing, just casually strolling around the ring with him. You know, like, what? Yeah, exactly. So that was pretty funny. And also just funny that now I've had two moments in one match that remind me more of figure skating than wrestling. Um, and also, then... sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, and then when he finally does throw him off, yeah, he throws him straight into a kick from Phoenix. And yeah, I said he just brutal. threw, my next one is he just threw a literal dude into a kick damn just throw a whole human being into your leg <laughs> like it was it was, it was after just, like, surreal it was after that sort of spot that i made my note about how him being small gives these two wrestlers who normally are the small guys in matches a chance to be monsters you know yeah. to be the bullies that they they never get to play that role but he's so small they can you know yep uh, and then I also had a note, dude, Marco's back and neck are so red. Because there also was a lot of, during the ad break, like, kicks or stomps to, like, his upper back and, like, neck, shoulder area. And you can see it. His back is red. Cause he's lost the oversized t-shirt by this point, thank God. And his it is just red. So it's, like, clearly, it's only so much disguising of blows and faking we've done. Like, you've taken some hits my guy um but then of course he does the typical second wind uh like if he's a D character he'd be a fighter and use a second wind as a bonus action and then just does like starts pulling backflips out of nowhere does some cool stuff in the turnbuckle and then he gets he tags jungle boy and jungle boy gets back in so marco can take a break from the abuse and jungle boy immediately comes in gets a ddt on one of them so there's a, there's a brief moment where I was like, maybe, maybe they'll get the win just from this, like, fresh new energy and the Lucha Brothers have both been kind of in the whole time. And this is Whereas, one of the things we spoke about with tag team wrestling, how, unlike normal wrestling, it has, like, these peaks and valleys. Like, you have one person getting beaten up for ages, but then you get this, like, hot tag and there's suddenly, like, a yeah. influx of energy and the pace quickens right back up And again. they let most of the him just getting wailed on be in the ad break. So it also didn't really matter. You could have got up and watched it. Like you said, cleverly done. Um, and then... And then I said he totally just grabbed that man by the crotch. Because then Jungle Boy does another, like, lift or throw or some sort of thing. His one hand on his, like, somewhere on his upper body. I don't remember. Then one hand right on the groin. Like, right where the protective cup would be. And I was like, well, he's not going anywhere out, out of that hole. <laughs> Got him by a pretty vulnerable spot. And then uh, he did a what the commentators called a backflipping knee strike. And that was probably, I thought, other than, like, throwing lit Marco's literal body. I thought, for me, that was my probably favorite move of the match or favorite moment because it looked brutal and it was very quick, but also very still visible and very clear to see, like, the impact of it. Do you know one thing that bugged me about when Jungle Boy came in? What? So Marco Stunt had spent the last five minutes having the ever-loving shit kicked out <laughs> of him, right? Just getting wailed on. But then... As soon as he tugs, tags in Jungle Boy, rather than taking the time to rest and heal up, he joins in the match again, like seemingly uninjured and totally well rested, and starts doing moves. It's like, 
Hang on a minute. You just had the crap kicked out of you for five minutes. Yeah, because my next note is nice somersault there from Marco. So, and like, he's not even doing small moves or like lightly helping. He literally is somersaulting off of top rope. And, like, and that's the thing. That, that to me, is a sign of Marco's sort of inexperience. Because he is, you know, a new wrestler and he's young, you know? Like, experienced wrestlers know that even when they're out of the match and, like, onto... They still need to sell the damage that's been done to them and how tired they are, you know? You don't just suddenly Superman and, you know, fully recover just because you tagged in the other person, right? You know? Yeah. Like like I said, that to me screams inexperience right there. Yeah. It was a bit odd. And then, and again, I said, and my other note on Marco's reappearance, I said, again, why is that allowed when he's not tagged in? Because he, he made all this effort and they made a visible also show on camera of him tagging Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy never tagged him. Now, all of a sudden, he's just back. He's just helping. I'm like, why? And then the other part where I thought was just stupid and just like pure Looney Tunes shenanigans and doesn't like it. Probably looked pretty funny. I'm sure some people loved it. I hate it. The spinning Marco around by his hair. Obviously, it's not by his hair. It's by his arms. And I know that. I know the trick on how to do that because we learn how to do it in theater school. But either way, I'm like, this just looks silly. This looks like a cartoon now. We're verging on comedy, not wrestling. And I wasn't a fan. I don't know. Did you like it? Um, I didn't really have an opinion on it. Like, that to me was just like a spot in the match. I didn't, like, it didn't make me go like, oh my god, I can't believe they're doing that. But it also didn't make me go like, oh, that looks terrible. Like, it was literally just like, to me, it was like like as if they just chopped him. Like, that's how little I cared for that spot. You know what I mean? I I really disliked it. And it made, it it like lost almost like a whole star rating in that moment for me in my head, basically. Uh, And then we go back to Marco just getting wrecked. So Jungle Boy had a very short-lived time in the ring considering marco beginning said beat up beat up beat up tags and jungle boy jungle boy gets like 30 seconds to a minute and now we're back to marco in the ring i'm like dude take a breather and then but of course the lucha brothers win because it's marco he's tiny and exhausted and then i just went well that was fast holy moly we're done already uh i feel like i should have taken more notes because i expected it to be longer but that's it that's all i got what did you think of the finishing move where the guy gets the guy up for the pile drive and the other guy like jumps off top rope and like stomps on him to slam him down into the pile driver? Bit brutal. Bit brutal. Like it hurt. It hurt to look at. <laughs> anytime, if for some reason the stomps in wrestling get me. Just anytime I'm like, I don't know, if I'm stomping on something, I'm just like, oh, I throw something on the ground and like the the amount of anger or force or like how pissed off i have to be to do that even to an inanimate object let alone like a human just i don't know always makes me cringe a bit i definitely wasn't like the most memorable finisher like i had to think for a minute and really take a minute to try and repicture it even as you're explaining it to me one of the things about stomps that i think makes them so devastating as a move to see in wrestling is that they're one of the moves that you can very easily imagine how much it had hurt. You know? Like, we've discussed this before, but there's a lot of moves in wrestling where you're like, I have no idea how much that had hurt. Like, you know, like, I don't know how to react to that because I don't know how much that, how painful that would actually be. But stomps, like, we've all had someone, like, accidentally jump on us or something. You know, like, I've had, I've had, had my, jump on us. I've had my foot broken from someone accidentally stepping on it. So 
Yeah, like, you, you can very easily imagine how much it hurt to have someone sort of just, like, jump and stomp on you. Like, very easily. And I think that's one of the reasons they seem so, like, squeamish and, like, ow, ow, ow. Is because you can sort of imagine how much it would hurt, you know? Yeah, exactly. 100% agree. But yeah, that's that's all my notes. Cause it was a really quick match. Like, well, how long was that? Like 15 minutes? Um, it was 11 minutes 31. Even so it was less. Actually, it was actually longer than the last match we watched. What? See, the last match felt longer to me. Maybe just because it felt like there was more content to it. Maybe just because I was last more invested one. in the last match. So I, I don't know. Also, the last one didn't have an advert break this one did oh that made that always makes it feel longer yeah because if it feel like the need for a break then it just conflates to length in your mind i guess i was just because i was more invested in the other one the time yeah i don't know i don't know the other one felt longer even though it wasn't but this one was still pretty the, short the, 11 the minutes one, is pretty short the other one was a lot more it had a lot more like action going on in it though because um Maybe that's why it felt longer, just because more stuff physically yeah, happened. Yeah, because a lot, a lot of this match was just Marco getting beaten on, which, like, yeah. you sort of just zone out in your mind. And, yeah, like, exactly. You, know, you, you sort of roll all of the Marco getting beaten up into, like, one moment, when actually it was, like, six minutes of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yep. oh, I had to beat him up for, like, 30 seconds, and in reality, it's, like, five minutes. You know? like. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, yeah, yeah I, I, I was really curious what you'd think of this match, because it is a very... It's a unique wrestling match. You know, like, you're not going to see many matches like it. You know, mm -hmm. because Marco existed, basically. You know? Yeah. But it served a sort of story purpose and a, um, a backstage, like, you know, booking purpose with giving, like, Jurassic Express someone to take the pin for them. While protecting Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it sort of worked. And like I say, it allowed... Lucha Bros to look like absolute monsters, which they don't often get a chance to do because they got to just beat the Evelyn shit out of Marco Stunt. <laughs> yep. Um So next up, that was all the quarterfinal matches. Uh Best Friends and SoCal Uncensored, SoCal Uncensored won. Luch Bros and Jurassic Express, Luch Bros won, and Private Party and Young Bucks, Private Party won. Which you may think that's only three matches. Where the fuck's the other one? Yeah. Um, the other team got a bye in the first round. It's the Dark Order, and they got a bye in the first round of the tournament because they won a match to, like, get a bye. Like, there was, you know... Oh, okay, okay. There was, like, a sort of match, and it was, like, whoever wins this match will get a bye in the first round, and they won okay. that. So they don't cool. fight in the quarterfinals. So the next two matches we're going to have to watch are the semifinals, where it's Private Party against the Lucha Bros., which is going to be fucking flippy as fuck. Because yeah. Private Party are flippy and Lucha Bros are flippy. So, all the flips. And then the other match is SoCal Uncensored versus The Dark Order. Okay, interesting. And you have not seen The Dark Order yet. So. I have not. I've never even heard of them. Cool. Um, and then after that, you know, obviously we've got the final, who I won't tell you that's in it, because that would be spoilers. Yep. <laughs> so If um, I had to guess right now, given it, like I, I don't know anything of Dark Order. Mm -hmm. so i want to guess but like logically they would be f in theory fresher i guess from getting a buy because yeah cause they have to watch. so i would guess i'm gonna guess it's dark order versus lucha brothers in the final and we'll see if i'm right don't Fair tell enough. me anything okay um 
we'll see if your prediction comes true then. And um, I don't know which of the two matches, like of the two semi-final matches, I don't know which order they happened in. They both happened on the same episode, but I just okay. don't know what order, you know, they actually went in. Yeah. So, we'll see. It's one of those two matches next. <laughs> don't know which one, but one of them. So, yeah. Um, thank you all for listening. If you want to uh, keep up with the podcast, you can follow on Twitter at MAM Wrestling. You can follow Laura on Twitter at LauraK483. You can also follow her on Twitch under the same name. And then you can follow me on Twitch and Instagram at Hanzo Kurosawa. And if you ever have any questions, any feedback, or anything like that, just, you know, give us a, like, hit us up on one of our social medias and we'll get back to you. And thank you very much for taking the time out of your day and your busy schedule to check out our podcast and give it a listen. I'll see you next time. Bye.